You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about Stevie Wonder, Inner Visions. In the room, I have Rob. <laughs> Solange. I'm too high. <laughs> and John. Inner Visions is the 16th studio album by American singer, songwriter, and musician. I'm sorry, did you say 16th? 16th, yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, no, he's, Wonder. Stevie's a prolific. Child laborer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, released August 3rd, 1973 on the Tamla... A label for Motown Records. The producer was Stevie Wonder, and the genre is soul, funk, rock, and jazz. Sure is. And I was going to read from All Music Review by John Bush. When Stevie Wonder applied his tremendous songwriting talents to the unsettling social morass that was the early 70s, he produced one of his greatest, most important works, a rich panoply of songs addressing drugs, spirituality, political ethics, the unnecessary perils of urban life, and what looked to be the failure of the 1960s dream, all set within a collection of charts as funky and catchy as any he'd written before. Putting all of these different themes and topics into perspective was on the front cover, a striking piece by Ephraim Wolf portraying Stevie Wonder as the blind visionary, an artist seeing far better than those around him what was going on in the early 70s and using his astonishing musical gifts to make this commentary one of the most effective and entertaining ever heard. All right, what do we think of Inner Visions by Stevie Wonder? What a fucking banger. Can yeah. dig it. Yeah, this is pretty good. It's lit. I will say, though, I every time I, I get a little... It's a strange intro. Like, it comes at you, like, from out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're just like a left punch. Like, what the, the hell first time I heard is going on? Too High, it, 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 sent me, it sent me for a loop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I came home from the record store with a bright, crispy Stevie Wonder record. Gonna hear some whatever came after Superstition, and I put it on. And, I don't know, just the jazz funk oh, yeah. of Too High... It's a, it's a lot. It's a stop start. It's yeah. a it, it has these like complex motifs. I really feel like too. I'm a big, big film guy. It it does this thing where uh, sometimes if you're a very prolific artist or you're really good, you know you're ahead of the game. You will just show off the first track, or you will in the first ten minutes of an of a film. Uh, Citizen Kane just shows you everything. It's like check this out. I can do this and this and this and just like blow everybody's mind in those first five minutes or something. And I feel like that 
that song is doing that. It's mm-hmm. essentially, I play all these instruments and listen to this. Yeah, I mean, that's that's also pretty crazy if people didn't know that. And I didn't know that. He plays almost all the instruments on almost all the songs. He's a one-man band. Yeah. yeah. This oh is my all God, that's amazing. Like, I mean, with the exception of a few songs where there's some other artists, it's yeah. basically all him. I'll, yeah. s- I'll say, yeah. like, it, it grabs, like, the too high really grabs you in, and you're just like, what the fuck? And it's, it really, like, sucks you in. I, like, I was, like, I don't know. I, I love, I love, like, old R&B and things like that, and then I put this on, I'm like, I was, like, I was, like, whoa. Like, my jaw dropped, because I wasn't expecting this, like, super funky bass line. Like, he just comes right out of the gate, and it really lends itself to kind of some of the crazier stuff he does later in the album. It's a progressive um, jump. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a leap from the Motown sound into the jazz, funk, fusion, everything that had was going on, and it it never lets up. Every you think single it's a big leap from Talking Book. Not not huge, but I, I don't know. Does he play maybe a lot of synth is. on Talking Book? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Talking yeah, Book's also kind of a yeah. one man band the, type of thing. The Tom. Uh, Tonto. Tonto. Tonto is, it, we're, is we are still this. with Tonto. Yeah. We so, still have Tonto. Tonto is still in the building. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Tonto, a lot of Moog. Um, so I, I think it's a growing. I, I think this grows into, I mean, this is his most in- innovative period. Hands down. Talking book into this, into songs, songs in the, the key, key of life. life. There's been a, a big discussion that I've, I've seen of who had the most just like biggest creative period in their life. Um, and this is Stevie wonder in this period is, is discussed. He's in the like top of that. How about Bowie? Not We're Bowie. talking about, well, for this, this long. And some people would say, well, you know, maybe a saying is not as good as this, or, you know, just talking about the, the, like so many classic albums in, in a row. I would be inclined to agree with that because, uh, you just don't, you don't get somebody. I feel like like Stevie Wonder is like David Bowie in that he's like prolific, you know. Because I think I feel like I've never heard a person say, "Yeah, I don't like Stevie Wonder." Because I feel like Stevie Wonder has something for like everyone. Like Superstition is a cool rock song. It's funky. It's like romantic and it's danceable, you know. And I feel like Stevie Wonder is one of those people who is just like a virtuoso of of. Oh, he's virtuoso. Of he's, just diff- but not even just in the like classical sense of like, oh, I can do all these like instruments, blah blah blah. Like he is like a master, you know. I mean, he's building up a nice bank of credit for his musical sins of the eighties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you say nobody doesn't like Stevie Wonder, but Which then there you are say, many. "I just called to say I love you." And uh, I think that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so I do too. You know, yeah. with with some with some reflection, you know, sure. But I think he wins on the. Uh, Blind pianist. Uh, oh, if the blind pianist off. Yeah, <laughs> better between Ray, him and better than Ray Charles. Ray Charles. I think so. Yeah. I mean, because those are the top two. Right? Are you talking about just piano skills or songwriting skills? I think uh, like output. I yeah, think it, innovation. He's got more styles. I think innovation too. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. though Ray Charles, you know, kind of brought up, uh, you know, tried to uh, reinvented that sort of country, uh, t- took something completely different, and, I, and, and tried to rework it. I think this pushes. He pushes. I mean, th- this makes me like jazz. And yeah, that, that that's I the know. weird thing. It, it like the him and uh, who who we listen to recently, uh, Herbie. Oh Herbie yeah. Yeah. yeah, like oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's making me like question all the things that <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I thought I held true to myself. Um, yeah, man, what what a what a fucking weird, cool record. 
Like, and how, how about how it's like, a slow it's a slow burn too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I was gonna yeah. say that yeah, song two also. I mean, we talked about it jumped out of the gate, but then song two is like a ballad. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. Just cranking, yeah. it, cranking it way back for song two. Yeah. And, <sighs> and, and doesn't this lead directly into uh, Living for the City? It yeah. Sure does. So oh then my it God, just that synth turns on it right back. is so fucking yeah. cool. Oh, it's so awesome. It's so. <laughs> I was at a, I was at a Waffle House and <laughs> yes. that fucking like, like came on. I was like, what the fuck is this? And actually, I, I went on to Reddit. Nice. <laughs> with me. Trying to remember how to play the keyboard line that I had heard, being like, guys, what is this? And like, someone's like, I think that's on song in the key of life. And I was like, none of these songs. But this is Stevie Wonder. Oh, I know what the fucking song this is. (laughs) And yeah, like it, uh, that, that little motif there is fucking weird. It's, it's, um, yeah, because what 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 happens afterwards is like it 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 resolves into a um, a whole tone scale, mm-hmm. which it did not start out in. It's 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 a really weird solo. It, but uh, it, it's for very ahead of its time if you think about it. I you mean, know, like this is 1973, and you don't have. Kraftwerk or uh, and the other band that I harp on a lot is Yellow Magic Orchestra, and they both like love that kind of stuff, you know. And it's it's so like when I heard it, I was like, God, that's a that's advanced. This is like looking into the future a few years, and I that's why I love so much about it is it's evocative of something that won't exist for like five years. Well, I just don't we have just, it in my. We got Autobahn coming right up, don't we? Yeah, we, we do. do. I, I, I just I just don't have it in my brain to. Like as a as a musician, um, to write that sort of thing like that that it's so fucking weird. Like just a it's it's a wacky out of nowhere like fake chorus <laughs> like solo. It, it it's fucking weird, yeah. but so good. You ever heard the uh, the Dirt Bombs do this song on uh, Ultra Guide in Black? Yes, the album they did of all soul covers. Dude, it's, it's fucking tight and heavy. So even the Dirt Bombs though don't do the album version. Well, you, you mean where uh, where it goes into the the musical stage play of a man right. arriving in New York City? I had no idea that there was a musical stage play of a man arriving in New York City. A and quote, then immediate... unquote unsighted man arriving. Oh, I don't know. And then being immediately framed for a crime he didn't commit, which is not really in the lyrics. Yeah, well, it's not in the lyrics. It's in the play. It's, it's in the play. It's in the play. Yeah. But I didn't know that part of... I mean, I you know, when I heard Living for the City and listened to the lyrics, I'm like, oh, okay, well, here's this rural family, you know, who can't get jobs in their local neighborhood because of systematic racism. So <laughs> the son of the family heads out to New York to try to find a job. And then, you know, it talks about him, like, dealing with air pollution and almost dying from just how shitty and, you know, like, polluted the city is, but it doesn't talk about him being arrested. He immediately framed. gets framed immediately. for a crime. Steps off the bus, gets framed for a crime, and okay. spends ten years in prison. I have a question. <laughs> who who thinks that, is it a cop who, like, frame, like frames him, who gives him the drugs, or is he just caught wrong place at the wrong time? Wrong, oh, I no. think it's wrong place. Wrong uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a loaded question, I feel like. Okay, oh, no, I, no, no oh. I was just trying to... Because in the play, first, yeah, yeah. At first, I thought he's wrong place at wrong time, but then I had like done some reading, and you some think people it's a sting? were Some people were thinking it's like a sting. And let's see, bust the next guy that see, gets off this bus, right? Well, but it keeps right, with the theme like, of systematic racism. Doesn't matter where I was you just, are. I was curious. So, what you guys I mean, thought. for the historical context, if this is like New York in the early seventies, it's like, probably drugs. It, it could be that things. it could just be that it was. Not to be a nerd, but I have a master's degree in city management, and a lot of that you have to learn about, like the history of 
uh, like street level bureaucracy. But, you know, I mean, depending on the political climate at that time, it's entirely possible that you could just do shit like that. I mean, you could still do shit like that and get yeah. away with it. Let's just be for real. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. And you best believe she hardly gets a pity living just enough, just enough for the city. Did want to talk about um, <laughs> when I listened to this album cracked me up so much I had to like replay the song again because I was like what what am I listening to uh, don't you worry we're at the beginning yep. he's like clearly hitting on a woman oh, yeah. and he's like I'm into Paris and Beirut and look, I speak great Spanish <laughs> he, he, he makes up a few countries he, oh yeah the other things he <laughs> places he mentions do not exist yeah Uzbekia or something yeah. <laughs> he like says all, he says like all this gibberish Spanish and I yeah. I like went back and because again not to be a nerd I have my bachelor's degree in Spanish I'm like what the hell is he saying and then I went back and I'm like He's not saying anything. It's gibberish. It's just absolutely, absolutely goes, gibberish. I speak very fluent Espanol. And then she's like, oh, yeah, what? And he's like, oh, mama, Tavia, chevre. Que chevre, which is a real word. But he just says it, like, over and over again. And I'm like, dude, I was, like, embarrassed for him. I'm like, stop. She's not into you. That, uh, that actually came from he met a, he was like, he said a beautiful woman in, like, a restaurant. And she spoke like fluent Spanish and he was like oh come to the studio and hang out like he he kind of liked um traditionally he liked people being in the studio because he felt like more comfortable I guess not just being by himself like siloed off feel more like it's a performance yeah or something yeah. like that um and so he invited her to to come and he actually got the name of the the song because it, she was like, oh, yeah, anytime you want, like, I'll come by. and Ooh, like Stevie. And yeah, because Chevere is like, oh, that's cool. Like, that, yeah. that sounds great. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, yeah, I'll do that, Chevere. Yeah. And so I think that I think the <laughs> he thing he, over he does, it, he says oh, it, yeah. he, he taught it, or, or uh, she taught it to him. And so he just repeats it. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's, it's really pre- I think it's really precious because yeah. it's like clearly some dude trying to impress some lady so he yeah, just yeah. says the one thing he knows over gato gato yes. <laughs> <laughs> pantalones <Yeah. laughs> el gato is muy guapo donde esta mis pantalones ah uh, donde esta los bibliotecas or if you're Steve Martin donde esta la casa de Pepe <laughs> where's the house of Pepe Where's the house of Pee-Pee? It's a. Um, I'm sorry. Am I the only uh, Steve Martin vinyl? Everyone's here talking about their vinyl, and I'm like, what yeah. about that Steve Martin vinyl, yeah. guys? Ugh. Oh, oh, I, I get small. <laughs> I get small. <laughs> uh, I was gonna mention, obviously, this won the Grammy for uh, album of the year, uh, 16th Grammy Awards, and it also won for Living in the City R&B song. Should have, yeah. 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 It's how about? Uh, it's great. Just one quick side note. I've recently been hearing Don't You Worry About a Thing in a prescription medication commercial. I forget what it does for you, but it probably makes you stop worrying about things. Well, the side effects may include... 
seriously, no, no, it's like it's like an older couple, like totally happy, walking through the park, holding hands, like don't you worry about a thing. <laughs> seriously, heart. I bet amazing. it's heart medicine. Because so, all, so all, all we do at my house is whenever one of those come up, we uh we try to figure out what kind of medication it is, <laughs> and it's usually if it's for older people holding hands, it's usually heart medication or all the time fucking diabetes stuff. Three days after this album comes out, yeah, Stevie Wonder's in a coma. Yeah. Do you know how he got in that, that was coma? Because it was so yes. fucking cool. He was like, I got it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He was he was after a show, he was uh, being driven by his buddy uh to the next show and they were uh, in North Carolina, probably on a mountainous road, mm. and they were behind a uh a a final destination truck <gasps> carrying lumber like in final destination and its brakes lock up and a log flies off the back of the truck through their windshield. <gasps> And hit Stevie Wonder in the face, square in the face. And he is in a coma for three days. During those three days, people don't know about his survival. He, they don't know if if he's going to be a vegetable. Uh, his uh, tour director, Ira Tucker, was keeping him company in his hospital room. And he, was, and he put Stevie Wonder's hand on his arm, on, on Ira Tucker's arm. And he was singing higher ground to him. Uh, and Stevie Wonder started tapping out the rhythm on his arm, and Ira Tucker said he knew at that point that he was... He's going to make it. He's going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd read that too. He didn't have a sense of smell when he when he woke up, and he was very, very afraid that he had lost all of his musical faculty. Because if you can't smell, what else can't you do? So they brought a clavinet into his room, and for a while he was afraid to even touch it, because... It, he did not want to know the answer to that question. Yeah. Eventually, he uh, touched it. And he was able to play it, and uh, so that's where the Dewey Cox sense of smell thing <laughs> comes from. I don't. Maybe, it has to be. It has to be. I thought that that was more of a. Uh, uh, I but, can't smell. Right, right, right. But part of of the different uh, biopics that it's spoofing, one of them is Ray. So I think they they. They were going to do, like, you know, Ray has the whole, like, uh, he, yeah. he struck blind as a child, so they had to strike him something. <laughs> okay. I will say, underrated uh, song is Golden Lady. I, oh, that's my favorite song. Is I it? Love Golden, Golden Lady. Lady. I was wondering. It's, I, it, I keep coming back to it. Well, and, like, the, it's, the it, styles it, that yeah. Stevie Wonder puts in there, like, it's it's a Cuban style of song. Awesome. Montuno? Yeah, Mon, Mon, Montuno, yeah, like, from the mountains, but yeah. it's, like, a derivative of Son. Son style, which is basically just like repeated ostinato arpeggiated chords. Yeah. <laughs> but you can hear that like dun Picard- dun 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 tri- triad. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you hear that again in uh Don't You Worry About a Thing. Yeah. But it's I mean, he's got it. Like he mixes these different styles and flavors and it comes out funky and smooth, like oh and it's got that like synth in his voice. I don't know. It's it's just beautiful. And he's got a lot of weird stuff on here, like uh, Jesus, Children of America, and uh, the, what's that, one of what's the, that one about? I. It's about hypocrisy in the religious system. Is Stevie Wonder religious? He is religious, and he found a new, uh, what would you say, a renewed spirituality after the accident. Yeah, it think, did. Yeah. It, it kind of made a lot of yeah. spiritual stuff come up to the surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think, I think like higher ground, at least in part, is about reincarnation a bit. Yeah. So not necessarily like traditional Judeo-Christian, you know, religion for yeah. Stevie Wonder, but, you know. 
But I but I think that 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 one was a bit of like walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a good sentiment. Yeah. I mean, you Always. know, I think he's trying to cut. He's both trying to give and cut different types of bullshit on this album. Yeah. So he's trying to cut, you know, religious hypocrisy, political, uh, just uh, hucksterism, uh, systematic racism, but then also lay down like some romantic bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like, also he wants Richard to get... Nixon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, Richard. that's the that's the political hucksterism. Like he's a oh yeah, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. he's Mister Know It All. Like he's got a counterfeit bill in his hand. Yeah, yeah. that's how you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of, we've talked a couple times during our project on, like, final songs. I feel like it is a little bit of a weird final song for this album. It is. Yeah, what would you choose uh, instead, though? Um, Don't You Worry About a Thing? I mean, Golden Lady would be a final one. Don't You Worry About a Thing would be a great final one. Golden Lady would give it out on a really, like, nice, funky note. It closes out side one as is. It does, yeah, and that is an important closer because then you come out with the banger side two. Side two, track one. one. Gotta be the banger. Gotta be the banger. Mm -hmm. Higher ground. Higher ground. Time. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> or mu- sorry, money, money, money. money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you guys feel about? Because uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> I read much debate on Red Hot Chili Peppers' "Higher Ground" versus Stevie Wonder' "Higher Ground." And first it, version if, of that song I ever heard. If they did it justice and how it how it goes, what do you guys think? From the perspective of having heard that one first, uh, I heard it first as well. I mean, I always liked that song. Yeah. And when I learned it was a cover and I tracked down the original, I thought. I like that one too. Yeah. But uh, uh, from my perspective of hearing the song at that age that I heard it, the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover, I've always liked it. Well, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers don't get too goofy with it. I mean, they amp it up, but they play it pretty straight. It's only a slight elevation of the source material. Right. But it's not, yeah, it's an elevation and it is not a uh, a dilution of the it source material. It is not material, a dilution. Which is crazy. They, they hold true to the original vibe of the song. They just kind of punk funk it up a bit. Yeah, they're doing their own thing, for yeah. sure. But, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it, but a lot of people did. I just want Flea to pay, play this bass line all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he would only play this song, <laughs> I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Great song, though. Higher Ground. Yeah. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Blows me away every time. That sort of uh, clavinet wah. Oh, the wah, the wah, wah clav. Wah, wah. Yep. And again, Stevie Wonder on all the instruments. <laughs> like, it's all Stevie. That's just, that blows my mind. Seven out of nine songs, he plays everything. And I think the other two, there's like a different person playing drums. Same same duo, Robert Mugalef and Malcolm Cecil, uh, creators of the Tonto. I think they're just like they are his crew for this few albums in a row here. Yeah, like they're like the three amigos. Yeah, I like that team that that, that partnership of him with, with those two. I will say the drums do feel a bit nat- more natural. Uh, that was one thing uh, on. I think it's vision, not visions of my mind. Um, uh, music. Wait, wait. Music no, ta- from my mind or talking book. 
no, talking no, books before that, we covered. before that, yeah, talking book we covered, but music from my mind was his drumming was a. I, I felt like it wasn't quite there. It, it Stevie Wonder it is a good ha- drummer. Yes, but when I'm listening to this, I can tell it's not a session guy. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah, which you know, and that that's not a dig. I sometimes I like when it's not a session guy. Right, but I can tell the drums of this album are. It's not Hal Blaine. Right, you know, so. Take that. <laughs> this amazing album. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do we think? What do you think, Robert? Uh, a plus, 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 mm-hmm. plus, yeah, plus. It. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It, yeah. it, it makes you... Uh, I, I, coming off of, like, you know, my knowledge of Stevie Wonder as a kid, just doing the 80s Stevie stuff, like, this is... A way cooler <laughs> version of uh, of Stevie, and I love it. Stevie in his prime, mm. absolutely. I know you weren't in town when we did a talking book. I still need to. Yeah, you should visit that one. It's 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 all synth, dude. It's that Tonto. They're just they're diving deep into it. It's really cool and funky. All right. Yeah. yeah. A positive from me. I, I I like this album. I like it better today than. Than when I first got it, when I first heard it, I got it in early college, not knowing, like knowing I like Stevie Wonder, but not knowing this album. And I listened to it. And like I said, uh, like hearing too high for the first time kind of sent me, sent my 20 year old ass for a loop. And I appreciated that it was, uh, that was kind of like getting out there, getting jazzy. I wasn't ready for it at the time. And now like revisiting it 18 years later. You know, I, I, I appreciate it a lot more. And, uh, yeah, uh, it, it just, it's, it's, I think I'm now old enough for it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it could have had a different impact if it was resequenced? Like, if he had a, didn't start off with that, or is that the right move? Mm, maybe. But I don't know. Okay. I think at the time when I, when I bought it, I thought that I knew what Stevie Wonder sounded like, but I didn't. I knew what his greatest hits sounded like, and so when I when I first dropped the needle on it, I was expecting just like radio Stevie Wonder, and and I was and I was exposed to like a f- much more challenging artistic record than that, and I'm glad for it. But at the time, it's not what I was expecting. Yeah. I think this is such a cool album and this is like the first this is the first time I heard this album and I guess like I we've been like making fun of too high but like it grabbed me and I was like whoa I can't wait to see what this what this all does and I was uh like listening to it again this morning on the bus and it's just it's it's got so many songs that are so appropriate for many different things that you could be doing and it's like I said it's dancey it's funky there's, there's like romance songs and like Riding on the bus to work in the rain this morning, perfect, perfect Stevie Wonder uh, music, you know, and I just think it's a really, I think it's a really neat piece of music overall. I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm completely positive on this album. Um, you know, I've known some of the, the main hits off this album for a long time, although I've never owned the album itself and I never listened to it, you know, st- front to back. And I think that experience listening to the full album is really interesting and good. Um, you know, sometimes you might suggest an album because it's got good songs on it, but I think this is one of the albums where it's like, no, get the whole thing, listen to the whole thing, listen to the unedited living for the city, get some more nuance. Like, 
it's all awesome. It's really, really good. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, since we are talking about albums, this is like a complete album. Like every oh, yeah. song is a different take on uh, you know, politics or a ballad or I mean, there's so many different styles here. You can you can kind of pick and choose even if you don't like one. I mean, there's going to be nine others that are mm-hmm. that are different and interesting and yeah, it's going to do you think it's just going to keep the getting better. Variation of styles takes away from the impact of the album. No, mm-hmm. no, no, I think no. I think he has a he has an because a lot of it has to re- rely on his melodies and his voice, and I think that is what uh, pulls it together is those those melodies and his his voice, captivating voice, I would say. Um, but yeah, you could you could see where. I, I could see though someone saying I don't like too high or I don't like um, all in love is fair. It's a little yeah, cliche, but it's a little ballady yeah, or something. I could Mathis-y. see yeah. yeah, I could see someone saying ah, that song's not for me. But I mean, if you listen through the whole album, you're gonna you're gonna pick up on on different things that are that are interesting. And it's kind of awesome to Great. see him flex his chops in oh, all yeah. of this. You know, mm-hmm. he's just doing everything different. Yeah. Oh, I didn't positive for me. I didn't. So if you had to pick. Uh, which one of these characters you are in the middle, or in, oh, in, in the, the insert, inside gatefold? I, I, I'm I'm number three. Uh, that's how with, I feel of when with, I, when I, with the two faces. No, I, I'm oh, sorry. You're I, two? I, I'm, I'm in the, I'm the middle. Yes, the one that's I'm the one that's called the, that, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, number one with the L's coming out the sides of my head. And then they, okay, that's me. And that weird bulge. Yeah. So you, you yeah. and you and John well, both. I don't think that bulge is weird, and neither does Birch. <laughs> I'll be the I'll be the third person. Okay, okay cool. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely with you, Rob. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool art. Get the album. Excellent art. Pick very, your figure. Very cool art. Choose yeah. your warrior. Seriously, you, you can pick this up. Like I, I found a clean copy uh, at a peddler's mall for seven bucks. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 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 They're 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 everywhere right now. Yeah. Very very high selling album. As of 2020, they're, they're everywhere high? right now. They're too. They're too high. <laughs> no, never. But <laughs> If you look at the lyrics, by the way, it has the do do do. That is really like, oh, yeah. that's okay. Follow along. How many do's to the do? So what were you saying? Oh, do 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 do. All right. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> he's too high. What's he saying at uh, Don't You Worry? What's he got? What is he saying there? What oh, what, what countries does he throw out? Uh, it does not have the spoken intro. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh. Of course, you coward. Probably also doesn't have coward. the radio, <laughs> radio stage play in the middle of Living yeah. for the City. You coward, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Come out and tell us. <laughs> Kate Chevray. <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about ZZ Top Trace Hombre. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. yeah.